You're listening to Breaking Formation, a POMCAST, with your hosts Jordan and Aaron. We are two former NFL cheerleaders using our platform to connect the pro dance community and redefine the word cheerleader one episode at a time. All right. Hello, Breaking Formation friends. Speaking of Breaking Formation friends, Aaron and I have come up with a little title for our listeners. Our BFFs. Breaking Formation yes. friends. We just thought, you know, we wanted to be clever and have a little little nickname for y'all. Yeah. So what's up, BFFs? <laughs> so this week we interview Arelli. She is a former 49ers Gold Rush and a current Warriors dance team member um, auditioning for her second season and hopefully a few, well, a few weeks or months. With 2020 auditions, you know, we never know. You never know. And yeah, I mean, Aurelia is really just one of the kindest souls I think both of us have encountered in our lives. And you can definitely hear it in her voice and what she has to say. Like, she is just such an empath. She has so much wisdom. She's accomplished so much. And I don't like to think about the fact that she's literally our age and just so incredible in her accomplishments and, and achieving her goals. So we're very excited to share this with you guys today. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Today, we have Aureli here with us, who is a former Gold Rush and just finished her first season with the Golden State Warriors dance team and is just, she has so much, so many awesome things to talk about and is one of the sweetest and most humble people that I think we both have ever met. So we're super excited to have her on today. Yeah, I know. And when you reached out to us, Aureli, we were like, oh my gosh, yes, obviously we have to have Aureli on the show. Awesome. I'm already so obsessed with your podcast. I've listened to every episode so far. (laughs) And I'm so honored and humbled to be here and excited to see you. I know. We were just saying it's been so long. I mean, no one's really seen anyone this year. So it's great to have an excuse to catch up and see you and also learn more. (laughs) Yes. So do you want to just maybe start by kind of just talking about like where you started as far as like the dance world and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a little short bio of my life. Um, So I was born and raised in Fresno and I started off on a Pop Warner team called the Central Cubs. And that year I won an award for my performance smile. So I was like, hey, there's something in this cheer life for me. I was super excited about that. Um, I also did. I know. I love that. (laughs) I also did elementary school cheer. um, And I pretty much did all sports in elementary uh, through middle school, even golf. um, And I slowly narrowed it down to cheer over the years. Um, in high school, I was the captain my freshman and senior year on the cheer team. And Dang, I competed. Wait. Hold on. How do you become captain freshman year? That's yeah. intriguing. And really <laughs> impressive. How did that happen? <laughs> Thank you. Well, we did have separate teams. So we had the freshman and then the JV and the varsity. Okay. okay. Nice. Nice. But still so, very impressive. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> thing to have even for like college applications, like freshman <laughs> captain. Like that's rare. Okay. Thank Go on. You. <laughs> um, and then I did end up going to UCLA. I wanted to be on their cheer team. Uh, however, the first year I did not make it because I didn't know how to fly and every guy had a girl partner to stunt with. And so you had to know how to fly. And so I ended up joining the yell crew, which is the people who like go up into the stands and start random cheers throughout the stands. And you also get to be in the mascot suit. Uh, so I did okay. that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. And I, um, yeah, that was really fun. Cause you could just really be anybody and nobody knows who is yeah. inside. <laughs> and totally. I got to know the squad through that um, because we were all one spirit squad. And so I started practicing with those people and going to practices with them. And 
it really helped me for my third and fourth year to make the cheer team and even got on a leadership position to be the sponsorship chair. It was actually some a goal of mine to get scholarships for everyone on our team because surprise, uh, the Spirit Squad was the only athletic team that wasn't sponsored. And so we had to get outside donations. And so I helped to get that started for our squad, which was really exciting. Wow. Okay. And what <laughs> and, did you study in school? Like what, what did that, was that kind of part of it? Um, not at all. I studied no. <laughs> linguistics and philosophy. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So if I ever get too abstract in my words, just let me know and I'll try to bring it back down to earth. (laughs) We love fancy words. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Love fancy words. Um, So was, did you always know how to tumble or was that something you learned like to, or while you were auditioning for UCLA's team or did you do that in high school too? Oh, yeah. I did have a gymnastics background. I started that around the same time that I started cheering. And so uh, even through high school, I ended up, you know, to get more classes, I would teach the little ones in exchange for classes for myself. And so I, yeah, I had more of a tumbling background. So I feel like that has always been a strength of mine. Um, Yeah. And something that I've always had to work on has been the technique of dance, actually, because I never had like a specific, I know there's a lot of ballerinas, Jordan, I know you, you know, you Aww. went for that. And Erin, your technique is always super beautiful too. So thank you. yeah, I didn't have that. And so that's something that I always work on. Yeah. And then um, I guess how I got on Gold Rush um, I auditioned right after college and what year was this? Oh, this was 2015. Okay. And what, what was bringing you to the Bay? I'm curious. Oh, I had, I had already been accepted into teach for America. And so they give you like top 10 destinations and then they place you in a high needs location. And so Richmond, California is where I was placed. And so I knew I was going to be living in the Bay and I didn't want to stop dancing. And I just challenged myself to go for it. Started working on my double turns because I had never even completed a single one. I was like, okay, I got to get to work. (laughs) And just like flying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Something interesting was that uh, Aaron, who was the director of Gold Rush, was Molly's. So Molly is was the director of the Spirit Squad at UCLA. Aaron was her captain while they danced together at UCLA. I love that. I love a I full circle. Like, <laughs> I honestly feel like Gold Rush is connected to every single like dance are. affiliated, at least in California. Somehow, <laughs> like. We are all just intertwined, and I honestly love it. And I do think I remember hearing about Erin at UCLA, and well, she went, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, obviously she went to UCLA. Yeah. So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it Sorry. definitely. <laughs> no, no, it definitely <laughs> made me feel like that's where I meant I was meant to be, and it was nice to like have that reference from somebody who already knows who you are, and they're like, "Hey, look out for this person." They're gonna be auditioning for your team. I feel like that's always helpful to, you know, get experience with as many companies or dance teams as you can, if you want to, or like then audition for a professional team. So I feel like that was super helpful. Um, I'm always curious for people's first year. Do you remember what your interview questions were? Cause I feel like that's such a big part of like what gets people on the team, you know? So yeah, actually super related to what I just mentioned. Um, one of her, one of Aaron's questions was actually, what would Molly say about you as a person? Oh, gosh. And so, <laughs> yeah, so it's really like weird to think, okay, what would someone else who has been watching me for a few years like say about me, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't know, for me, I'm always, I always try to be on my, best and like put my best face forward and best foot forward. Right. And so, but like, you never really know where you stand. I feel like coaches are like always on this altar for me. And I'm like, you know, to build that personal relationship. Um, I think through the years is what I've tried to do more of. And like Mm -hmm. you said, build that connection. So, you know, like, Hey, this, we outside of dance, like we are human beings and we talk about life and we, 
talk about how we're feeling and things going on outside of dance. So, yeah, definitely. So, what did you answer? Do you remember? <laughs> you don't have uh, to say. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but I definitely talked about perseverance and that I don't take no well for an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Because like in a a healthy way. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When it comes to goals, I just, you know, I feel like no or uh, rejection is just more of a redirection. And it's like you either figure out what you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Or you find out like, hey, maybe this isn't the path for me. And there's some other skills and talents that I could explore and build on, right? So definitely. So Okay, so you went on to make the team, the Gold Rush. We were rookies together. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so um, yeah, me and Jordan were rookies together. That was super exciting. I remember we even got together in Petaluma to practice some dances. Um, Yeah. Was it four years at the twenty four or where? Yes, <laughs> at the twenty four hour. Yes, the same place I met you, Erin. Yes. Oh, wait, uh, really? Well, yeah. So we talked about it in the in my bio episode, and actually, this is I feel like a good segue because it was the Thursday before my disaster showcase, my first season, and you know what's like crazy is I I remember I think it was way later on. Aureli that we had a conversation where you shared about what had happened your first season and I had no idea because like as far as I knew like you were just like this shining example of you know a team member on Gold Rush and it just you know it's just like I you know the exact feeling so I'm just gonna let you like you take it away and share what your experience was with that whole thing so yeah no I totally I mean I don't remember if I like what I shared with you then but like I remember the moment that I saw that performance of yours and I completely just fell in love with you I was like this is my soul sister like I connect (laughs) I know how she's feeling yeah (laughs) it's it's a process you know like like you said, you have no idea what to expect in a showcase. Um, My very first showcase, I had all of the reasons uh, to fail. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) you you, like let it get to you in your head. And I feel like that's one of the things that um, you have to grow more of is your mindset. Like when it comes to dance, like, yeah, there's the physical fitness aspect and like the physical training, but when your head is not on, right? Like you're not going to perform to your best ability. Right. And I remember, yeah, I, when I had my showcase, my first year, I also, it was very much disastrous. Um, and I, I was, I think I was lucky enough that I was performing with one other girl, Lexi, and she like knew exactly what to do. Like she was rolling on the floor, doing like up and down and around. And like, and I was just like, I remember at one point I literally like fell on the floor and like rolled, but it, it was like, a burrito roll, not like, not like the cute roll that was supposed oh, to be no. happening. Yeah. A mermaid roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I, I learned through that and it was, it was, yeah, <laughs> an experience. I don't even know how to describe I'm curious. <laughs> was, was Kristen's reaction similar because like I guess the dynamic was different because you had someone else that you were performing with so was it like kind of like tough love situation right after for you and like what was that feeling like especially like how far into your first season was it I'm curious also oh it was only in like the first few weeks because I remember honestly sorry (laughs) yeah Jordan tell no it's share please (laughs) So it's funny because now that we're t- now talking about Aureli's first showcase, it's actually reminding me a lot of Aaron's first showcase in the sense that it you guys are both new rookies mm-hmm. and you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. And Aureli, did I meet up with you at the gym before the showcase? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Jordan. <laughs> it's a cycle. <laughs> I just it's like 24 in Petaluma, I swear. Oh, oh man. We gotta find oh. a new practice spot. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I don't live there anymore, so right. 
But no, I just like coming in as a rookie, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, especially I think I don't think either of you had probably even seen a showcase before. So it's like you didn't Mm -hmm. know what you were getting yourself into. And, you know, but if anything, if anything, it was a learning experience for both of you. And it only made you, you know, go up from there. Yeah, it definitely helped me learn more time management because at the time, actually, so during auditions, I was still at UCLA. It was, I was in my senior year. So I was commuting from LA to the Bay every weekend. I would leave on Fridays, stop in Fresno because my family is there, get to practices on Saturdays, that night go back to Fresno, Sundays go back to LA. So that was my weekend, like weekend after weekend for a few months. And then the summer came around and I had my training for Teach for America in Houston, Texas. And so I was flying back and forth from Houston to the Bay every weekend. (laughs) And it was on one of those weekends that like I flew back on a Friday. And all I remember is I flew to Fresno that Friday and I don't know why. And I shouldn't have done that because then (laughs) I took a bus to the Bay and the only bus available was at like midnight. And so I did not sleep that whole night. So like, I literally just set myself up for success. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, well, and like, that was a, not only, you know, a five hour rehearsal on Saturdays, which, you know, we grew to learn was always a physical experience. Like we were just like exhausted by the end of those regular rehearsals, but a showcase before a five hour practice is just like a next level amount of energy that requires. So that's like, wow. Like, you know, (laughs) I know none of us here are ones to make excuses, but like you got, you had a lot going on. (laughs) You sure did. Yeah, but and then and then I feel like very proud though because like the next showcase that came around that I had to do was a 7-minute routine along with like four or five sidelines. I made sure to practice those like as soon as they were out on the video, I was like texting. I was like you need to upload these right now. Like wherever <laughs> you're at, I don't care what you're doing, you just stop and upload these so I can practice and I just like, like I just need all the time I can get. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I want to say cuz that wasn't your first year, right? I think I was on the team at that point when you had to sh- it was the intro routine that was the 7-minute long beast oh, routine, right? That, that you had like- to showcase and I remember that you killed it. And and then I think everyone was like on their feet, like cheering for you at the end. Because it's like, I think it's like when you have to showcase that routine, none of us know it nearly as well as the people that have to showcase it. Because no. you, you learn all seven minutes. Yeah. In one rehearsal and your brain is just fried, you know? So it's, that's just such an insane dance to have to showcase. And it just takes so much, or you just, you just got so much respect from like the whole team. I don't know that. I have to say, my first year, I purposely did not miss a practice so that I didn't have to showcase. That's great. Yeah, it's a solid reason. But I I didn't have a reason to. You had a reason to. You both did. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Yeah. We had the same reason, though, because we we had graduation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was graduation and my last, like, dance show of my life. So. There you go. What can, what can you do? Exactly. So you went on to do how many years of Gold Rush? Yeah. So I was on Gold Rush for three seasons. And yeah, I I guess going on the topic, like I in your previous podcast, you talked about when you know it's your time to stop, like you just know, right? But I I sort of had that feeling at the beginning of the season. And I remember joking with some of the girls like, yeah, I think next year I'll audition for the Warriors. And one of them being like, wait, you don't say that. Like, you don't say that while you're on a current team. Like, you just can't say that out loud. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So I, like, freaked out about it. But, like, I know. I don't get that because it's like, you know, especially with NBA versus NFL, like I get it if you were like, I'm going to try out for Raiders. Like, it's like, I okay, like I get it because it's like, that's yeah. kind of like our rival. But eh, like, if you want a like different experience, different platform, like I totally like vibe with that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I was looking for. I think I was just at the point in my career where I was like, maybe I just want something different, you know? Um, yeah. And I 
had just been doing football for so long. I mean, that's kind of what I started with, right? Pop Warner was only football. So since the age of eight, I was like, I want to try something new, but still keep dancing. Um, And it wasn't until the last year or like the last few months of Gold Rush, um, I found out some medical information of mine that like shifted my perspective and dramatic Arelli was like, okay, like this is my last year of my life. Like I need to go. I need to like do something different. I need to change everything about my life. I started questioning everything. I was like, okay, like we have such a limited time on earth and I can't leave this life without leaving a legacy and like having gone for every single one of my dreams. Um, And so I, that's like when I officially decided it was like in March that I was like, okay, I'm not going to come back. And I just, mm-hmm. I left my job. I left my school. I left dance and I, I rented out my condo. Uh, I had gotten a condo while I was on gold rush. So I rented it out and purchased, I just, purchased a, co- a condo, right? Yeah. You owned your house <laughs> at the age of 22, 22. <laughs> nice. Impressive. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. I'm really good yeah, saver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Uh, yeah. Can you teach can you teach us a class, please? <laughs> um yeah, so I yeah, I rented it out. I stuck everything in my car that I wanted to keep and I just drove. Like I it was May and I was like, okay, I just have to go. So I drove through eight states in the US um by myself. And I was just looking for some new experiences. Uh, I went and I tried to audition for other dream teams of mine. Um, I was like leaving my resume left and right. And I got like some really great offers. And I was just like kind of not even worried about all of those. Like I just wanted to keep moving and keep going and keep experiencing new things. So yeah. I thought that I was going to end up in Texas. <laughs> that was like <laughs> the end goal for me, I guess. Um, well, because at one point you borrowed a Jeweled by Joan original mm-hmm. yes. to go to some auditions in Texas. Of course so. she did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my mom, my mom like still has like the photos of you like from the DCC auditions like on the screen, like <laughs> like in the outfit. She's like Jeweled by Joan, like I'm on DCC, like. <laughs> Yes. I think she's gonna make an appearance on every episode. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Every little, oh, little cameo, yeah, always. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yes, um, yeah. Actually, you were one of my like last stops in California before I headed out because I was like, I need, just need to pick something up that I'm gonna feel confident in auditioning with. So, yes. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, so I auditioned for the Dallas Mavericks and I was in their training camp for a week and ultimately didn't make that squad. Um, so then I auditioned for the Dallas Cowboys. I made it to their round where you take the hundred question exam and oh my gosh, full of history of the Cowboys and the dance team. There were girls with study guides, like just reading through their study guides. And I'm like, Hi, oh, friend. <laughs> I did not know that was part of their process. Me neither. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was amazing for me. I feel like even through not making those teams, like just the pride that you feel and like showing up, right? Like just yeah. showing up, growing, building connections, building friendships. Like there's still girls that I talk to almost on a daily that. basis that I've met there. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I ended up coming back to the Bay and auditioning for the Warriors made that training camp, <laughs> did not make the team. <laughs> and all of that, I just attribute to like me not being grounded, right? Because one of my biggest pieces of advice for girls who want to audition is to like ground yourself and like really dedicate mm-hmm. yourself to that team. Like no what your goal is and like be set on that because if you're like here and there and like all over they're gonna see that like in your heart that like are you really gonna stay like where do you want to be like what do you want to do and when I came back and auditioned in the bay like I didn't even my I wasn't even in my condo like I didn't have a place like I was staying at some other teacher's house like 
I just wasn't settled, you know? And Mm -hmm. that was when it hit me and I was like, okay, I just, I need to get a job again. I need to start working. I need to start making money and figuring out my life. And, um, I had had like a few surgeries done. And so I, yeah, like all the medical history was like passed. And so I felt good again. I felt great in my body. I was like eating right. I started to like just switch up my whole routine. So yeah. Wow. That's okay. So what year was that? Uh, that was all in 2018. 2018. So, yeah. Okay. From like March to September. <laughs> and then I finally, okay. yeah. So when you like made those adjustments, what were you looking to like for inspiration or like what were you like what was like the reasoning behind it like what was pushing you like to make those changes yeah uh well one my health issues that I was going through I just realized that like every decision that you make affects you mentally physically so I wasn't you know sleeping on a right on the right schedule um I was kind of eating whatever whenever because as a dancer I feel like you can eat whatever, and then you still feel like you're burning it all off, right? But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy for you. So I just started, you know, making my own meals. Um, I ended up joining Simaware, the program for their NBA and NFL editions uh, or seasons. And I, I thrive with accountability. Like I do so much better when other people are there with me and have those same goals and have that motivation yeah. because on your own, you just, I, I feel like you just don't even know where to start. I didn't. Right. Least. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I guess I, I'd like to hear more about um, your experience with Simaware because I know a lot of it is like rooted in helping women make a team for the first time, but how was that experience in this training program as someone who was coming mm-hmm. from a team? Ooh, yeah. yeah. It was very, very humbling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you feel like when you audition for another team, you keep that in mind. You're like, okay, I have this experience. I am capable. I can make it. And so I kind of went into two auditions with that expectation. Um, but One thing that I really love about the Warriors uh, is that like you are consistently auditioning, like you constantly have to be working to stay on the team. And uh, and that's like regarding like auditioning per routine, right? Because we kind of talked about that with Bria a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's so it's such an interesting world because it's so different than the structure of Gold Rush. Totally. Yeah. And so in Simaware, we just, you know, it, it was interesting because again, people are looking to you as like somebody who's already been a professional. And so I think it also highlighted for other people, like to just keep working hard and keep going for your goals because nothing is ever guaranteed. And you just, yeah, it it makes you appreciate the experience and the process a lot more. Totally. Well, even like just auditioning every year, I know that like for me and I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree, like just going into it each year, it's like almost like this new feeling of inspiration mm-hmm. and like it just like reignites yeah, like, like your fire, yeah, right? It just reminds you because you're surrounded by people that want it so bad yeah, and you're, you're like, reminded of that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's not like it it goes away, especially like if you're in the middle of your career and you know you want to be on the team. It I, I I did always like enjoy going to auditions as a veteran and like not in the sense of like walking in and feeling like top dog, but in the yeah, sense yeah. of like actually like being put at the level of people who want it so bad, right? Because yeah. it really does remind you why you got yourself there in the first place. Right. And it challenges you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. You grow for sure. I think every year it even gets harder, you know, because you already know what you have to lose. You know the experience that you've had and you want to keep that and you want to keep growing as a leader then on the team, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like once you make the team, there's so many other accomplishments you can make while Mm -hmm. on the team. So, yeah, for sure. So, okay, so you made all those changes. You did all that training. What happened next? 
Okay. So wait, I just, I want to share like a little tidbit um, at the end of my Warriors dance team training the first time around. Um, Sabrina, our director and coach, she was like, yeah, this is not going to be the year for you essentially. And I started crying and I like handed over or actually she didn't even say like it wasn't going to be this year, but she told me like what I needed to work on still. And so in in my head, I was already like, yeah, this is, (laughs) it's not the year. And so I like handed her my parking pass and I like started crying and then I left. Like I didn't even say anything. Like I just was in tears and she gave me a hug and I left. And then I called my parents. I was driving home, drove all the way home. And I was like, I think I just gave up on myself. Like, I I don't know. She didn't say yes or no. She just said I needed to work on my hip hop. Like, <laughs> like, and I left. And so I was like, I did this to myself. And so I was like, my parents were like, go and tell her that you do want this. Like, yeah. And so I drove all the way back to their first practice. Wait, this is from Fresno? Or no, from no, no. no, I was living in Richmond at the time. So it was like oh, okay. a 30 minute drive, but still it was okay. like an hour into their first practice. Yeah. And oh I'm God. I'm still crying. Like my mascara is like all over my face. And I come back to her and I've like opened the door and I was like, Can I talk to you? And she like pulls me into the next room. And I was like, I really do want to be here. Like, I'm sorry that I left. And she's like, I think you just need to get your ducks in order and come back when you're ready. Oh, that's flexible. And, mm-hmm. and then she had another girl uh, come out, Katie, who I guess had done like a similar thing the previous year and made it. So she talked to me. That was consoling. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was just really motivational to hear that from her. And then, yeah, I worked on what I needed to work on and it came back stronger and made the team. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully yeah. I'll get a second season. Like I said, nothing's guaranteed, but fingers crossed. <laughs> lots and lots of dance classes. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you know when auditions are going to be or is it still kind of up in the air? Yeah, still up in there. Yeah. Nothing's been officially yeah. told. Um, but I know the season starts December 22nd for the boys. Yeah. And so it's probably going to be something like, hey, auditions are in three days. So, right. You and you're like, I'm ready. ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a couple friends that are doing like the little training classes that they've uh, put out through the team. And I think they literally have said in the situation of, auditions it will be like a week's notice like it's not going to be anything that's like you're gonna have a ton of time to prepare so that's and that it's just you know I mean the fact that you know they're planning auditions at all is 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 great because a lot of teams just didn't have them so ladies and gentlemen stay ready so you don't have to get ready (laughs) yeah yeah seriously just go easy on the uh on the mashed potatoes Thanksgiving is next week. I'm sure this episode is going to drop after oh, the Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so true. I didn't even think of that. It's uh, okay. You can always keep it easy with the mashed potatoes. True. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. If you could tell your rookie self anything, what would it be? Mm. And I guess Ooh, I guess you can answer that for for both yeah for both the gold rush and warriors dance team Ooh, yeah i think um, from well from my experience with these showcase is just be prepared and make connections with the veterans um i know sometimes it could be very intimidating uh but they're there to help you right like they've been through it they know what it's like and so you can only grow if you step outside your comfort zone and reach out. Um, that was actually a piece of feedback that Sabrina gave me during my second year. She's, I think she saw that I, you know, during training camp was hanging out with veterans, practicing with them and not just kind of staying in my head and staying like practicing on my own and, yeah. and doing what I thought was right because 
you want to be a cohesive unit. You want to look like each other when you're on a team. It's not just about you. And like, you could look super flary and flashy and like, it looks good when you're performing a little solo, but as a team, it just doesn't work well. You have to mesh with everyone else. So true. Yeah. So, okay. I'm curious because I know we're the same age and for me, I like, I feel like, honestly, I can't dance like I used to. And part of it has to do with my back injury. And I just want to know, like, how you're able to, like, keep up. I think, like, even, like, improving, too, as a dancer. I'm sure, like, I know Warriors really pushes you. We talked about that in Bria's episode. But just, like, how you've been able to, like, keep up as you're, you're getting older, like, keep up as a dancer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it does have to do so much with just taking care of your body. I know you guys touched on it on a previous episode of <laughs> just that recovery process, like knowing not to overwork yourself. Um, yeah. Even this week, I mean, I if auditions are coming up soon, I personally like my intuition is like, oh, take a class every day and like on the hour, every hour, like, <laughs> you know, but your body is just not going to learn that way either. You're yeah. going to overexert yourself. And so you have to pace yourself. You have to kind of manage your time and find those slots where you can schedule in a nap, like you can schedule in icing or, you know, doing that self-care baths and going to the spa and just taking a break when a break is needed. So, which is so and hard. I, I, I feel like as professional athletes and professional dancers, it's like you're always just wanting to just do everything and just keep going, but it's so hard to sometimes just tell yourself to just step back and take a break. Well, you know what's interesting is just today I was talking with my roommate Simone, <laughs> fact check Simone. Um and she was saying how I don't know if she saw a video or was reading an article about how like hustle culture is actually like kind of toxic because yes, like you need to work hard to achieve your goals, but it's like that constant grind mentality that's really kind of just counterintuitive to like being successful, right? Because I think it ignores mental health. It ignores like taking those days where you just need that break and need to kind of recuperate and do what's good for not only your body, but also, you know, your mind and just kind of decompressing. So I just, I think that's also something that we sometimes feel guilty about because we've, we've talked about it on other episodes where dancers collectively have this idea that we have to be busy all the time. And we're, we're so used to just having such a packed schedule that we feel kind of off when we don't. And I don't know, especially lately, like I've had some health things come up where I just need a break, you know, it's like, I am just like, I need to lay down. And then I I don't want to guilt myself over that, you know, it just, and feel like I'm not being productive, because it is productive if it's like helping you and your health. Right. Yes. Rest is super productive. Totally. <laughs> and, yes. and I actually am super, super grateful for the year that I technically wasn't on a team. You know, I was just in training um, and that was so needed for my body. And I didn't realize until I had that, mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, now I actually feel rejuvenated and refreshed enough, t- refreshed enough to go back to a team and give it my all. Yeah. Definitely. So I know that you started your own business, right? I mean, that's kind of like centered around what we're talking about right now. Do you want to maybe tell the listeners a little bit about that? I don't even really know too much. I know what you've posted on your social media and whatnot, but I'm interested to even hear more. Ooh, me too. (laughs) Yeah. So I launched my own health and wellness business. So I sell nutritional products and, um, Actually, there's over 450 consumable products that I sell. I'm super into, again, healthy living, non-toxic living. Um, I try to live a vegan lifestyle and not always <laughs> the case. I do have like my meat here and there. <laughs> um, In and out burger. Li- <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I love about this business is that 
in these products, they cut out 2000 toxic ingredients. And in the US, they only ban about 30. So in everything that we're putting on our bodies, like our makeup, our body wash, um, our shampoo, all of that is like affecting us. So I'm really about promoting, you know, using better products uh, and supplements that are actually helpful for you and not going to cause some other thing to arise. And I also got my personal training certification. So along with that nutritional guidance and healthy lifestyle guidance, I train clients. Cool. So what don't you do? Yeah. Aurelia? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but, um, what kind of clients are you like, who are you helping? Yeah, I want to help dancers. Clearly, I feel like that's where my expertise lies. And women who want to, you know, just feel confident in their bodies and where they're at, and just be happy. <laughs> I feel like that just defines you, Aureli. You are just <laughs> such like a giver. And like, even you said your your um, smile award, was it when you were little? Like, yes. you're just so happy. <laughs> yes. And you're just so genuinely it just, it does. Yeah. It just it makes off. sense. Like it just made sense from the beginning. Like yeah. <laughs> you're so cute. I love it. Girls are so sweet. <laughs> it's true. So okay, besides that, um, besides your business, what else are you doing professionally? Um, I'm also interning at a gym called Diacotti. It's in San Francisco. They just opened back up again. Uh and I just want to continue learning and growing. And so I my agenda pretty much rules my life. So I schedule hour per hour, like what I'm doing. Like I said, I'll, I'll put my naps in there. I put what book I'm reading. I'm a part of a book club that we, you know, we choose a different book every week and, or not, I was like, oh, <laughs> we read every week. <laughs> we choose one every month. <laughs> hey, wow. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Yeah. Still impressive. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, that's like a fast track book club there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Every I, I do have like a miracle morning routine uh where I wake up to a yoga app. So mm-hmm. I already get like my mind in a meditative state and I like move my body a little bit so that mm-hmm. I'm not alarmed when I wake up necessarily. Um, do some affirmations and I, oh, I teach uh, kindergarten full time. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's probably. <laughs> oh, there is a full time job in time. there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, so going on. Yeah, it's it's all virtual though. I I'm really appreciative of having to teach virtually, just because. Uh, I think family involvement is higher and my students are progressing at a higher rate um, because they're so involved. And normally things that I would personally be there helping them do, it's me to 25 to 35 students. And now they're receiving that individual attention and it's easier to do smaller groups. So I know it's challenging, but there's a lot of positives to it that I've seen. Yeah. And I've definitely like heard from a lot of parents, you know, their struggles, but, and I've also heard from other teachers too, how it's been really difficult, but it's, it's nice to hear the positives too, especially <laughs> this year. Yeah. So Aureli, as far as your dancing professionally career, what would you say your biggest accomplishment or accomplishments were during that time? Yeah. So I think I touched a little bit on that with the gold rush with kind of making a comeback, I think with my showcase. And then in terms of the warriors, uh, so we do audition for every single dance and the very first dance that we auditioned me and my friend Amanda were cut from that routine. Uh, and she actually went through the experience uh, with me from the previous year that we were in training camp together. And so we were super stoked because we finally made the team and they're like, ah, but you still got to try harder. So, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, what's funny, actually really random connection, Amanda, she's the blonde, right? Yes. She danced on my 
college team. I wasn't there, but she was a Sapphire at Sonoma State Aww. for like one year. And then I remember seeing that she made Warriors. So I was like, oh, go see Wolves. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So occasionally, like it's it's rare that we'll perform the same one twice, uh, but we ended up performing that one again. And the second time that we auditioned, I was then placed as the flyer. So they like tossed me up. I did like a backflip in the air and I was a part of the tumbling. And so I felt like it was just so much growth that had happened throughout the season. And it was one of the highlights of the season, um, as well as the very last game that we had before everything closed down was a theater performance. So it was a Chicago piece. And- oh my God, I died. It was Cell Block Tango, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I absolutely died at that. <laughs> it was so eye opening. And that was also like another point where I was like, okay, I need to come back to this team because who does this? Like, yeah. It- it's yeah, it was just incredible. We got iconic, iconic. Yeah, we got all dressed up. I felt like I was actually in a theater performance. Like I was in character. I was some, you know, like I was a murderer. I was in that mindset. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not <laughs> uh, so like justifying that in my head. Like it was just yes. such like something that I would have never thought as part of dance. And so yeah. it just was a different type of performance (laughs) totally definitely and I think Warriors is so cool that you know they never really stick to one style you know and especially recently I feel like they've really just been branching out with so many different styles like Bollywood and you know they always have their hip-hop their jazz and like just and and now they have the boys team so you guys can partner like there's so much yeah I remember even going to because my my family's always been you know Warriors Niners Giants, all you know, all the Bay Area teams. But my dad's like a really big Warriors fan, and I remember going to the games probably like when I was you know in grade school. And even then, I remember seeing the dancers, and they were performing, you know, different routines back then too. So I can't remember, but they were dressed up in some really cool costumes that you know you just don't see every day at a sporting event. So um, yeah, cutting edge, cutting edge, sure. <laughs> Arelli, our final question that we always ask everyone is how they are breaking formation. And I know you said you've listened to the podcast, so I don't know if we need to explain it any further, but how would you say you are breaking formation? Yeah, I think the fact that I have multiple careers, degrees, certifications, um, it just shows that you know, dancers aren't just dancers. I feel like that's a huge misconception is that we do it full time. Uh, I remember a parent of mine last year during, or as I was leaving my kindergarten classroom, she's like, oh, you teach on the side. That's so cool. And I was like, wait, on the side, like this is my full-time job. Um, (laughs) Um, And so it's just interesting because people don't know that we can have lives outside of it. Um, And so when you go to practice and you realize that you're surrounded by teachers, lawyers, doctors, you know, students, and it's, it's just incredible. Um, And I don't think that you would make a team if you aren't multidimensional, if you're not exemplifying the leader part of cheerleader. I think so often people see the cheer part like this super happy peppy person who's dancing and, you know, performing all the time, but there's so much depth to that person and who they are. Um, And you're setting the standard for people to come. And so, yeah, I think they want people who are inspiring and who have a story and who have overcome obstacles. Um, And I personally, another thing, like, I feel like I'm edgier than what people (laughs) would think. Um, I, I do like, I love traveling solo. I ride a motorcycle. I was going to say, don't you own a motorcycle? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So good. Yeah. Super fun. What kind of motorcycle do you have? It's a Harley. It's a blue Harley. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Okay. 
Bye. Casual. Yes. Yes. Oh my but it's like for me like I love like finding like Harley Davidson gear at thrift stores but I'm such a poser when I like buy it and wear it but like for you that's like you know so not like yeah. oh my god I just love it. I love it so much you know what's actually funny is my one of my first ballet teachers was this super like tatted woman her name was Rebecca and she drove like a bright orange Harley oh like, yeah it was like <laughs> such a vibe <laughs> nice yeah if I didn't have to carry so much to the games like with those huge bags that we have I would totally love to pop like up to a practice or a game like hey guys that's the the palms like blowing in the wind like (laughs) so good like wait oh my god and you take your helmet off and like you do like a hair whip oh my god I see it I see it slow-mo well yeah and it's blue too it's like perfect yeah Uh, yeah so I mean the point was that there's not one type of cheerleader I feel like we all have such different personalities and stories and experiences and when you get to know each other then you realize that and I do want to say I'm super grateful for podcasts like yours um like I said I've been obsessed with it already um and (laughs) I think that dance is starting to get the reputation of, you know, being this athletic sport. Um, I know Business Insider recently rated it like the number one physically demanding job, like above construction workers and firefighters and all these other jobs that you would think are super physically demanding. Um, But yeah, so I feel like we're finally... I was going to say exposed, I guess so, or being exposed in like the brightest light of like what it actually takes, like the athleticism and the work. So I love that. Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Arely. We are so happy to have you on. Thank you. It's been, yeah, it's wonderful to see you again. And I'm so grateful to have been a part of this. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe to Breaking Formation podcast on all listening platforms and follow us on Instagram at Breaking Formation podcast. And if you have any questions or want to reach out, please feel free to email us at breakingformation at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at BF Palmcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>